love, welcome to the Fairly Bold Podcast. My name is Eugenia, but you can call me E. I am so happy that you have decided to join me another week. And this week is going to be so much fun. We're going to talk about something that I feel like is a must every time we talk with our friends, and it is relationships. And I have so much to say when it comes to relationships, but today I want to focus more on dating tips. You know, like every relationship has different needs for different stages. And when I was thinking about how to plan this episode, I started to think about my experience. And I am a person who loves finding trips and tricks and hacks and how to do things faster and better and optimize everything in my life. So of course I did that to my relationships. And I used to be so big into astrology. You have no idea. I was my friend's unofficial astrologer. They would text me, oh my God, I'm feeling so down. What do you think is happening? And I'd be like, oh, it's full moon in Pisces. So blah, 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 blah. I never went to astrology school or anything. I just loved the topic because I felt like it was like so perfect. And like I wouldn't make a choice during Mercury in retrograde because, you know, whatever you communicate during those times, you... Like, it's not permanent. So I'm a recovering astrologer. And one of the areas where it really affected me, it was in my dating life. Because I was like, oh my God, astrology is like the greatest hack ever. I finally can predict and control my relationships because, you know, there's a blueprint, right? You have your chart, you have the other person's chart. So <laughs> this is going to be shameful to, to admit, but I got to the point where I would try to be sneaky in finding out people's birthdays only so I could pull out their birthday chart and see how compatible we would be. Because, you know, if I met a guy whose sun sign and rising and moon were not compatible to mine, I would be so worried. I would be like, oh, no, I'm not going to waste my time. This is going nowhere. I once literally went on a first day with a guy. We were talking and I was casually asking him for his birthday. I don't even know how I brought it up, but I, I was sneaky. So I was like, that this was like a priority. I was like, even before knowing what do you think about right or wrong, I wanted to know his like his sign, whatever. So I asked him for his birthday. Then I went to the bathroom to pull out his birth chart. That level of, of astrological obsession I was in. So I saw he was a cancer. I was an Aquarius. So I was like, this is not compatible. Our relationship is already doomed. Like, why am I here? Why am I dating someone who is so different than me? Like, this is going nowhere. And I had a great time, but I was like, there's something that I'm not seeing here because he and I, we are not compatible. And I remember another time I met this guy during the night of an eclipse. And that eclipse had the potential of bringing me my soulmate. So for that reason... Just like that, because I knew what was happening, I started to like him. It had to work, right? I mean, it had all the astrological potential. Who cares if he didn't treat me right at first? That encounter, that day, the fact that he was a Gemini, that needed to mean something. I know, it's not my proudest moment, and I share my embarrassment with you so we can laugh together. With time, I've recovered from my astrological days. That's fine, I'm okay. I can say that I've been astrologically free for more than a year now. And now I understand that people are so different and unique. So trying to guide your personal life by a chart that some random website gave you might probably not be the best idea. Like there's people who do it for fun and whatever, to each their own. But honestly, when you try to predict everything or have like a guideline or dating rules and stuff like it doesn't work. Everyone's different. Everyone has a journey. So it's 
you know, it's hard to give blanket advice. We are people made from unique biology, unique experiences. We have different societies, backgrounds, and like a thousand other factors that make us who we are. So honestly, relationships are about two people finding what works for them. With that being said, I love analyzing my previous experiences and the experiences from those around me, my friends, and I try to come up with some relationship guidelines that I feel could work for anyone. Let's say it's the starting point and general standards that I've seen that work pretty well, usually. You know, there's always exceptions to the rules. And for that, I love watching He's Not That Into You because I don't know why we tend to think of ourselves as the exception to the rule. But as I said, these are just some general things that I've noticed in my life, things that I changed. And I was very deliberate in changing them because as I said, I wanted to control everything. I wanted to predict everything through a chart. So for this transition, I really had to be intentional and think about it because it didn't come natural to me. And now I can say that I am in the best, healthiest, and truly the most romantic relationship I've ever been in. And it's not because we are perfect for each other. Truly, it is because we are two imperfect people whose values aligned and made the conscious choice to work for the relationship that we want to build. We have a vision and we're working for that vision and it truly makes a huge difference, regardless of my what my astrological chart says that I should be doing. So there are some basic guidelines that I try to follow from the beginning. And after asking so many of my friends, both in successful and failed relationships, I wanted to figure out if there was a common pattern. And right now, I want to share these guidelines with you so you can adapt them to you and confidently build healthy, purposeful, and just loving relationships. So whether you're single or just starting to date someone, I hope you find these seven tips super, super helpful. And maybe you can just take one, run with it, and it's going to be life-changing for you. First of all, learn your ABCs. That's basic going back to school. You need to ask yourself and understand what are your values and your non-negotiables in a relationship. For example, I really love my family. We're super, super close. So I couldn't be with someone who likes to keep their in-laws as far as possible and only see them twice a year. And it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't align with my values. So you need to know what you value, what is important to you. You need to know what are your priorities in life. Even the type of life that you want to have. I've met so many people that have had issues because they want to have super quiet white picket fence type of lifestyle and they start to date and even get serious with someone who's more adventurous and who wants to spend the next 10 years just traveling the world and you know exploring different cities and it's hard it's hard and I'm not saying that it cannot work and I'm just using a very superficial example here but I've seen it And it's brought a lot of pain and most times it hasn't worked out. Second point, don't be all Cirque du Soleil. You know how Cirque du Soleil has amazing contortionists. They are super flexible and agile and they can just adjust to any small space, right? Your relationship is not the place for you to prove that you can fold yourself to fit into a small 40 by 40 box. Sure, in relationships, we need to remain flexible and there are areas where we might need to compromise. For example, let's say that you aren't a Star Wars fan and that the guy you're dating wants to watch the first trilogy with you. Honestly, there's no need to hold your stand on that one until the day you die because you don't like his suggestion and you just don't want to watch Star Wars. 
in cases like this, you can definitely give in, like there's more area to be flexible. But when the flexibility, quote unquote, requires you to let go of your values, your moral, your principles, it's time for your grand exit. Point number three, and I love this one, be a French poodle. I heard this one on a podcast. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I think it was genius. Why French poodles? French poodles are very, very classy. They are not desperate for attention because they have their own canine things going on. You can pet them. They're going to like it. But if you don't, honestly, they're going to keep doing their own thing. They have so many things going on. They're like super fabulous. <laughs> what this means? Cultivate a hobby. Start volunteering. Fill your day with things that you look forward to so your partner doesn't become your sole source of joy. You know, when you get home and the dog is like, oh my God, I've been waiting for you all day because I have nothing else going on. Just be a French poodle. Also, super important, keep your boundaries. If someone is disrespecting you, making you feel unappreciated from the beginning, please French poodle your way out of the situation. I promise you're not supposed to be that guy savior. And I want to make the little disclaimer that this applies a little bit more when you're starting to date someone because when you are in a long relationship, in a long-term relationship, there might be times, you know, when relationships take a little bit more effort and there are different issues. So I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, to the first problem, just get out of there. Not at all. But if you're dating, starting to date someone and that person is showing you their true colors, they are either disrespecting you or not giving you attention or making you their last option. You have so many things going on in your life. Maybe you don't see now, but there are so many options out there. So you don't need to beg for this guy's attention. Next point. You are not Dora the Explorer. Do you remember the Nickelodeon cartoon? You know, she was exploring with her little backpack who used to talk to her and show her the map. And then she would find a fox who would steal from them. And, you know, it's like super cute kids show. You don't need to explore endlessly before finding the right person. There's this fear that there could be something better around the corner waiting for us. And honestly, we need to remember, it's not about finding the perfect person. It's about two imperfect people deciding to create the perfect relationship for them. A little disclaimer too. I feel like <laughs> I have to make so many disclaimers, but here, this is an important one. I'm not talking about settling or staying with the wrong person. Sometimes we really just know in our souls that the person we're with it's not supposed to be our person. We just know it. Like, it's uncomfortable and you don't know why, but something doesn't feel quite right. Let's say you start feeling like a circle in a square party. Nothing wrong with squares. It's just that you will never quite fit together. In that case, of course, move on. I promise that the right love is possible for you. But living in Miami, especially for the past five years almost, I've realized that eight out of ten times, people, and yes, both men and women, I'm not going to say that this is only a women's thing, people maintain this constant feeling of, oh, what if I could do something hotter, richer, cuter, like, oh my gosh, everyone's like, everyone looks so good in Miami, so I'm going to need to keep my options open. There might be something better waiting right at the corner. Truly, if you go to any bar, nightclub, whatever, you'll see how most people, even though they're with someone, they just keep looking around. And I remember that used to annoy me so much because I would be talking to someone and they would be like looking around just to see what else is out there. And I would even do it myself at some point. So I'm not throwing shade on other people. And I see it a lot here. And I feel like a lot of people just approach dating the same way. You know, they are with someone and they keep, they want to keep their options open, you know, like, oh my God, the right person might be 
only a swipe away on Tinder. Like, why am I going to stop looking? One thing is settling. Another thing is thinking that you need to explore, that there's a magic number that you need to reach before finding your person. No way. If you find the right person, it feels right. Work on that relationship. And of course, every relationship is going to have its challenges. And probably we'll talk about it a little bit later in another episode. But in short, you are not Dora the Explorer. You don't need to endlessly explore. My fifth tip is you don't need another self-healing crystal. One of the things we've taken to the extreme as a society is the notion that we can't love others until we love ourselves. And sure, mental health and self-esteem are super important to cultivate healthy relationships. And there is a time and a place, and, and it is even wise to get to know ourselves before going into our relationship. Remember I told you, learn your ABCs. So yeah, that is important. You know, we need to know what we value in another person, what are our life goals, all these things. However, when we get too self-focused, we start thinking that we need to be in some sort of angelical state of being before venturing into our relationship. Then every time we meet someone, we start microanalyzing everything. And we find that every little issue is just probably just a sign that you need to do some more self-work, some more self-healing. Relationships are risky and make us vulnerable. But the fear of not knowing to a T how everything is going to work out shouldn't hold us back from experiencing all the beautiful and exciting things that can come out of them. I want to encourage you. You are never going to be ideally perfect person that doesn't need any more growth in their lives in order to get a relationship and a good one. You can get in a really good relationship even though you are not exactly where you want to be. And I have a friend, a male friend actually, who he's just so smart. He's a guy with great values and for so many years he would say that he didn't want to get into a relationship because he wasn't making enough money so he didn't have enough to offer a girl And so he wanted to be like more stable before going into a relationship. And while yes, that's good, you know, there's some truth in that. But he was just like against any type of relationship. Even if he met a girl that he really liked and he saw a potential future with, he wouldn't even go there. He wouldn't even like consider anything serious because he thought that he wasn't ready. So I know guys do this too, but as women, we have other issues and it's more like, oh, I don't love myself enough. You know, I need to love my body perfectly the way it is before I date someone and it's not the case. And I just want to take that burden off your shoulders. The sixth point is that you should find your own whole Florida orange. If you didn't know, Florida oranges are the best oranges in the U.S. They are famous for it. They are like delicious, super sweet and juicy and amazing. And we're so obsessed with this concept of finding our half orange and it's just like that person who's going to complete us and honestly we need to find what makes us a complete valuable person or a whole florida orange instead of waiting to find that person that makes us feel whole yes and as i said in the previous point we shouldn't fall into the self-improvement trap before opening up our hearts but it's also important to understand that our partner's job is not to fulfill us he's not the missing piece you've always been waiting for Sometimes we feel some type of emptiness and we think that it would only be filled when the right person comes along. Then you'll take sunset walks together on the beach and you'll be happily ever after. Uh, not really. 
While we shouldn't wait until we have it all figured out to venture into our relationship, we do need to understand where our sense of fulfillment comes from. If you're feeling that longing, that desire, I could talk to you honestly about how God has filled mine. Maybe you are already dating someone that you like and you're listening to this and you realize, oh my God, I haven't found fulfillment outside of my partner yet. Does that mean that you should break up and focus on yourself? Maybe, but not necessarily. Remember point five, you don't need to have it all figured out. However, I highly encourage you to actively find that fulfillment or that deliciously whole Florida orange somewhere else other than in your partner. Even if you're in a relationship already, it's not too late. You can still do it. My final point is to remember that even Jen and Brad broke up. There's no guarantees. I know you're making your perfect list of all the qualities that your partner should have. You know, the type of job he should have, the ideal number of zeros on his bank account, the ideal hairline for his age, like all these things. However, none of that will guarantee success. Jen, you know, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt were perfect for each other. You know, they were so cute on the red carpet. But things sometimes just don't work out and that's okay. That's part of life. That's part of growth. Focus on the journey and values of your partner rather than on a standard of outcomes that don't really tell you much about his heart, his values, and drive to grow. We all know what Brad did to Jen. So let's not focus on those things and think that if we can find someone who fits a list of physical or monetary attributes, then that will guarantee that our hearts won't be broken that we won't have hardship, that everything will be perfect. No. One thing is the values, which to me are non-negotiable. And another thing is just being picky about the package. Those are different things. So there you have it. Yes, human relationships are way more complex than what any astrological chart might tell us. And trust me, I know that we want all the fast, over-delivered, easy answers to our lives, especially to our relationships. Like, I have no time to waste. If this is not going to work, I just want to move to the next right thing, right? If you do the work, however, and ask yourself the tough questions and keep your standard, you'll be able to cultivate purposeful relationships and they will be way better than what any Sunday edition horoscope could ever predict. As always, you can find the blog post for today's episode at fairlyball.com. You know that some people are readers, they want to go back to it, they just need time to process. So that blog post is going to be there for you. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Eugenia Morgado, and I'm going to leave it below so you can just go click it. And if after this episode, you end up getting way too many date options, make sure to check out my free life-changing model for decision-making that will definitely help you choose the right person. It's waiting for you at fairlybold.com. So I can't wait to see you there. As always, if you love this episode, subscribe. I want to keep the community growing. Share it with your friends. And let me know if you have any feedback. I would love to keep this conversation going for sure. I would love to hear from you. Have the best days and see you next time.